Hey guys, what is up? This is Yanis, and today we have we have here with us Kilian Markert, and I'm really happy for him to be here. Kilian is a great guy. He's a habit and mindset coach. He's living the digital nomad lifestyle, and he's here with us today to discuss some really nice stuff about entrepreneurship, failure, how to turn failure to success, and of course, habits and mindsets. Kilian, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Janis. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me and let's spread some value. I'm looking forward to this. That's the plan, man. So uh, to begin with, that's a question I always ask everyone who's here. What's your story, man? Like, what's your story and what do you do? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, what I do is I help young entrepreneurs to build better habits that actually help them to become more disciplined and also let go of limiting beliefs they have about themselves. Very important thing I realized. And it's something actually that I struggled myself with uh, right from the start. So my story is basically that I studied international business just in university. And I I thought first, you know, I found something. I, f I found my calling, you know. I kind of worked in a multinational company, very well known. I was wearing suits. And I was actually, you know, actually close to getting a company car, you know, like even though I was just an intern. And uh, it, was, it sounded so nice. I thought like, yeah, that's, that's it, man. You know, like the, the prestige and so on. But then really quickly, I realized the nine to five job is not at all what I had imagined it to be, you know. So I was in there and all the work was so meaningless and I, I, th I didn't have the freedom. I was always, I wanted freedom, you know, I want to express myself. And, and I didn't really find that in there. So that, for me, that was like, shattering my whole mindset my whole belief system because i realized this is not going to be it you gotta do your own stuff nobody is gonna gonna allow you to fulfill your ideas in there and then what happened to me is i i moved in my semester abroad i went to barcelona and i really got in touch with the habit of journaling you know i started to journal i started to meditate a lot and I regularly ask me the questions and I encourage everybody who's watching to do that. What do I want? What am I good at? And how do I want my life to be like at the end of the day? You know, how do I want to be remembered? All these important questions. I really struggle with that. And I really I ask myself that regularly. And I think what many people don't do is asking themselves that regularly. They might ask themselves that once or twice and then they forget about it again. But that's not how you get to answers. So I ask myself that over months, I still have the, the writings I have there from these days. And then I realized, yeah, I should be focusing on what I've been doing all along. I've always been interested in reading books about philosophy, about stoicism, about, you know, self-development, you know, just learning more, becoming the best version of myself. I've always been interested in that, but I've been neglecting that uh, since my studies. So I realized, let's go out all, all in on that. Let's do that. You know, let's get in there. And then I, I, I finished my studies, um, actually working again in, in online marketing, working that job again, just, you know, to finish the studies, to write the thesis and so on. But then I decided for myself, man, you can't do this any longer. You need a radical shift. And the best decision I ever made was I, I moved to, to Budapest, actually, and surrounded myself with like-minded people, actually kind of people like uh, similar to a hustle house. Most of you guys uh, know what it is, right? And uh, this was the best decision ever. 
I started to focus uh, so much on my projects. I started to get my coaching skills on point. I started to focus on my habits more. I started to accumulate more and more value. And step by step, I took on more clients. And, you know, I'm now in a position where I say I do it full time. I have a lot of clients right now and it's going great. And the best, you know, if you look at my story now in a summary, it's you first sometimes need kind of the realization that it's not going to happen that way. Uh, how the current path is and it's not leading you where you want to be and then the best takeaway i think also for everybody who's watching surround yourself with people that are already doing something similar to what you want to do choose the right environment and then you know you get easily to where you want to be so that's my story that's a good one man. and i really like the the final touch of surrounding yourself with the like-minded people because Without the proper, you know, network, uh, you're gonna have problems. And that's the, the, here's like where the core that I really love, and you know that we discussed about that back in the past. Uh, like your network is your net worth, so it is important to you know surround yourself with the hustlers, with the like-minded people, with other entrepreneurs, because only an entrepreneur is gonna understand what are the problems, issues, and struggles that you were facing and you are facing, and you will be facing, and also it's. Like, it's a great network to surround yourself with. Okay. Um, I want to know, basically, the reason for why you decide to, you decide to become an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I decided, for me, when I realized that uh, I have this glass ceiling above my head, you know. So I, I kind of saw that this huge hierarchy uh, in, the, in the corporate environment. And it's so difficult to get through that. And I saw also that people, you know, this kind of politics game, this, this game they were playing in a company, you know, you have to cater to someone's needs, do some favors to get promoted. And I didn't want to do that. For me, it was clear. I want to pursue my own ideas and I want to spread value to the world, doing something that I enjoy doing. And I want to actually have an impact without having to worry about company politics and you know all that kind of stuff so for me it was very clear after i made this experience uh, in my in the internships i made uh, that i want to pursue my own things be my own boss be to work whenever i want to work and uh, then with all this idea when i discovered that the digital nomad lifestyle is actually something that is possible and easier than ever right now you know with all the all the possibilities we have with the internet and so on so this was something where I said, yeah, entrepreneurship will be difficult, definitely, but it's tailored to my personality type. I was always someone who had like ideas, who wanted to do stuff on the, uh, by, by himself. So that's why I said, going to become an entrepreneur, never go back to the nine to five. <laughs> so since you are such a, um, how, how, what's the word, let's say, um, you're such a love you're so much in love with entrepreneurship and 100% I'm with you. I want to know what exactly is the thing that you love about being this entrepreneur? What is the thing that, you know, makes your heart, make your heart to sing? What's the thing that makes you feel alive when you do your work? Because it is hard sometimes, right? And the hustle is hard, even though people think that it's not. It's really hard. So what basically is the thing that keeps you going? What do you love about being this entrepreneur yeah so especially um, when it comes to what I'm doing as kind of coaching what I love the most in that regard is basically 
that I, when I get feedback from my, from my clients, you know, when I get kind of that people tell me, uh, I've changed their lives, you know, they, they are from a, in a different situation now in their life. So everything turned around for them 180 degrees. This is the best thing. And in, in general, as an entrepreneur, I think what allows me to do that is the freedom I have to kind of bring in my personality into that relationship of coach client and then actually tailor my approach to the specific person. And I'm really doubting that that would be possible if I was not an entrepreneur, if I'm not working for myself, but rather working for someone else. And then I would have to, you know, keep in mind those ideas, do what these people say. And like that, I can do my own ideas. So I attract the people that resonate with that. And then, you know, the, the, the connection between uh, the parties is way better. So go out on my strengths, attract the people that resonate with that, and then give them a lot of value. And only entrepreneurship, I think, allows me to do that. So that's what, what I love the most, you know, being able to pursue my ideas, work for myself. And also, if I want to work more, want to make more money, make more impact, I can do so. If I want to take it easier, I can step it down. So this freedom and flexibility this is what I love the most. Perfect, perfect. And it's, it's, it's fun because this is the thing that most of the people say, you know, it's about freedom and flexibility and impact, of course. So I'm really happy to see, you know, that, you know, we all are on the same, uh, same page kind of saying. Um, another thing that we touched a little, bit, a little bit before was, is actually, you know, the thing that entrepreneurship is not only sunshine, rainbows and unicorns, okay? It's not that we live the perfect lifestyle and it's always easy and it's like like taking a walk by the sea. No, it's, it is a hard path sometimes. So I want to hear what were some struggles and challenges you had to deal with in the past or even now. And yeah, let's start with that first. Like what were the biggest challenges you faced during your path of becoming the version of yourself you are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely one uh, struggle I, I've always faced and I still sometimes facing is kind of this idea of uh, self-doubt kind of also goes in line with a little bit of imposture syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, am I even good enough to be an entrepreneur? Can I even provide value to someone else? And then, of course, it's really important that you have like people telling you, yes, you did give me value and so on. So this is something that really I, I struggle with uh, sometimes. So self-doubting, which comes also from your old identity, which still is stuck in the past and wants you to, to remain there. You know, this is one thing. And then another thing I'd say um, is this idea of like shiny object syndrome kind of, you know, like, oh, other entrepreneurs got successful with doing that or other had this business idea. And then you always have this idea, oh, the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, I should try that and I should try that. And then if you're like me, who like has many ideas and tries, tries to, uh, likes to do a lot of things, likes to try a lot of things, um, then it's very easy, some, uh, very difficult sometimes to focus on one thing, to be patient with it and to stick with it. So this is one thing I have to remind myself regularly to not get off my path, to not, you know, fall trapped to uh, the shiny object syndrome and, you know, keep uh, on doing what I'm doing. And, um, and yeah, it's about reminding myself regularly about what I know already, because we humans, we always forget, you know, we, we have the, we have the knowledge, but we don't have the wisdom. 
Knowledge is just the information, but we don't really apply it or internalize it. So that's what we have to remind ourselves regularly. And then, you know, uh, we can stay on the path. Okay. Yeah. Totally get that. What would you say to people that are struggling with um, those issues? What would be your advice to them? Let's say about self-doubt, for example, which is a very common one, to be fair. Yeah. What helped me a lot is basically journaling. So for me, I, I regularly use thought dumps, both in my, in my physical journal, which I have here in my book, but also I sometimes use note files. And this is this idea that whenever you have a, a thought that is nagging you, that is like not helping you, and for example, especially when, before you go to sleep, you write that thought down, you empty your mind, and by doing that, you can look at the thought because the thought is now trapped on paper. And when you look at the thought, you are not anymore identified with it because you can see it. There's a relationship observation there. And then when you see that from that perspective, you can start to ask yourself that, is that actually helping me, that thought? And also what I like to do as well is this idea of asking myself, so if a friend of mine had this thought of self-doubt, what would I tell my friend? You know, it's usually things that you would say, ah, oh, come on, man, you have done so much already. Like, look at this from this way and so on. And you start to get that different perspective. So what I like to do is, you know, try to have thoughts on paper. This is a very important thing. And uh, another thing I'd add when it comes to self-doubt, look at what have you achieved so far. And a really nice technique I like to use is kind of the wall of love. I started to create a wall of love. That is basically just a, a note file in my Evernote. And I've collected all the cool things that people, like both clients, but also, also sometimes women or my family or friends or compliments I got out of nowhere, you know. I collected all of these things. And I, if I'm doubting myself, I look at them, you know, and it's like, oh, you changed my life, man. That was amazing. Or, or I really appreciate that about you and so on. And you get usually like this huge inflow of, man, that's so amazing. I managed so much. And you get perspective again. So this is so important. And a third one, another bonus tip here, gratitude, man. Gratitude journal. Um, it, it is proven by science. It's so important. You have to have a gratitude journal, like write it down or think about it or whatever you want to do, but be grateful. Can be easy things like your bed, your food, whatever, or accomplishments you've made already. So do that regularly. Self-doubt. Bye-bye. <laughs> Especially concerning gratitude, I cannot be more grateful <laughs> for having like a gratitude experience as well and having this gratitude journal because... We are focusing so much on all the things that we do not have in our life that we neglect to see all the millions of things we already have. And this is something that really pains me, you know, because in all this, you know, you have a wall, a full wall of love, as you, you, you call it. But also, apart from that, every single day in all the experience, in all the situations we have in our lives, we get this love, we get those moments, we get those experiences, we get those people, and we forget about them. But if you just focus your attention into those, even like, you know, the three things you are grateful for every single day, like then this, I don't know how exactly this works, but I guess it like creates like a beautiful, um, like a suite within yourself to stop 
worrying about the small little things because then you see that, okay, yeah, this is painful, this is hard, this is something that I struggle with, but I also have this, 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 and like the list goes on. And yeah, gratitude, 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 aim into that. Um, let me ask you something else over here. How do you define success? For me personally, and I've defined that quite recently after, you know, being kind of exposed to a lot of different people struggling with that, not being very clear uh, about what success means for them. And for me, it is becoming clear about two things, my values and the type of person I want to be. And this is very much in line. So my values uh, for example, I can tell you a couple of them. One of my biggest values is optimism. And under optimism, I, I understand this idea of like being very joyful about life, always have, having a good outlook, you know, spreading love and, you know, enthusiasm for life. This is a very important value for me. So knowing my value, having that list, then with that value, defining my core personality traits and my behavior, how I want to behave. So that would mean I want to show up regularly and people should get the feeling that I'm enthusiastic about things, that I'm spreading optimism about life. People should feel that I, I love living, man, and I like, want everybody to love, love life as well. So this is kind of, for me, knowing my values, knowing my behavior, and then making sure every day that I live up to that. So I have a little list and I ask myself every day, did I live like the, worst, the, the person I claim to be? And if I do that, that is for me success. So I shifted success from materials, from being somewhere in life. I still have these goals, no question. I still have these uh, long-term goals, what I want in my life and so on. But personal success for me has been shifted from the material or the, the location or whatever in the world to behavior because it's the only way, only thing I can control. I will never really know for sure if I get all the goals that I have, you know, but I can every day live up to being honest, to being optimistic, to being, you know, forgiving, to being loving and all these things. So I just have to remind myself and do it. And that's for me is personal success. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. What is your biggest, uh, what's the thing that you want the most? That I want the most, I want to be able to look back when I'm like 90 and, you know, and be able to say, you know, you've screwed up a couple of things and, you know, you also were afraid and maybe bailed out at some point. But in the end, in the overall thing, you did uh, the best you could. You know, you tried, you, you, you gave your best and you also, you know, in the end, if you ask me like that, I want, I'd like, I don't want to die alone. You know, I want to have, I want to have a, a good network of people. Like I want to definitely have a family, you know, something to give back to. I think there's a very important purpose in life to accumulate wisdom, but then pass it on and, you know, just make sure to, to, to create a nice network of people that are like-minded with me that I can trust, that I can give value back and forth. And then at the end of my life, you know, simply be able to say, yeah, that was a good life. Now it's time to say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> and then, you know, and then pass that wisdom on uh, to the next generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, I understand that. It's good. Um, who's your role model? Or who are the, your role models? Who I have, yeah, I, I would say, I would say that's a very good question. I would say there is not a single one. Because of course, it's a great question, man. You're on my podcast. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> the podcast with the good question. Everybody watch the other episodes too. Um, so I don't think there's um, one, one uh, person um, because um, every person has flaws and I don't want to get everything from one person. But I would say I have a couple uh, which I really like. Um, and I, I, let me just get started. So first of all, I like Eckhart Tolle a lot. I just love this guy, man. When I see him sitting uh, there talking about being fully present, enjoying the present moment, I love this because I really want to incorporate that way more into my life. This presence, non-resistance to whatever happens, to appreciating life right now, to not need to get somewhere first, but rather, you know, already appreciate what you have. And this is mindfulness and presence. Mm -hmm. So Eckhart Tolle, a big one. Then another one, uh, you, don't, you won't see that coming, Steve Carell. <laughs> Do you know Steve Carell? No. The he's the guy um, in The Office, for example. He play, he's the guy who always says, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Steve Carell is so awesome because when I see this guy, he always has this, you know, this uh, mischievous smile on his face. And what I get from him is, He's not taking himself too seriously. Mm -hmm. And this is very important for me because sometimes I have the tendency to be perceived a little bit as arrogant even sometimes to, you know, to appear like I know it all and so on. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love this guy because he just makes fun about everybody, about himself as well. So I want to have this guy too in my life. And um, then uh, another role model, like... Every, you, could, you could use everybody that is optimistic and upbeat. You know, everybody that... You could even use people like from Dragon Ball Z, man. Son Goku, you know. Always, always being upbeat, no matter what happens. Knowing that uh, shit is going to hit the fan. But still being fine with it. And still having a positive outlook. All these... I don't, you know, I don't want the people in my life that are always negative and they're dragging you down. I want to surround myself with optimistic people. So everybody, like, okay, my mom, she's also very optimistic. So she's another, another role model in my life. Um, everybody who's optimistic, I'm going to take away something from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that you have multiple, you know, figures you look up to. But as you know, uh, I'm very, how can I say, like, I have my ways, okay? So let's suppose that, I can arrange a meeting right now with Eckhart Tolle. Okay, I will call Eckhart and be like, hey, bro, you know what, Kilian, uh, I want you to meet this guy. He's amazing, etc." And right now he's entering your room. And Eckhart Tolle is there present, fully present with you. <laughs> what would you say to Eckhart Tolle? What would I say to Eckhart Tolle? Is it like... Uh... Is it a question or just a statement or whatever? It can be a question, statement, anything you want. I would say, Eckhart, why do you drive a Jaguar? He does drive a Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I heard, that he's driving a Jaguar. And then I would ask him, man, is there too much ego involved in there? You know, I would ask him some question like that. No, but I would also, um, I would definitely 
asking about spirituality and all these kind of things and uh, what his take is on that and especially how he define how he brings together like his teachings which are very kind of you know selfless and no ego and so on but also he has to market himself as an entrepreneur i mean Eckhart Tolle is an, is a businessman you know he has to market himself of course he has his people and so on but i would ask him also about that like how do you bring that stuff together why man Eckhart why are you editing your pictures is there ego in there bro <laughs> you know, like asking that kind of stuff so a little bit of fun stuff but also you know a little bit of serious talk as well <laughs> that's a nice one man <laughs> like <I love> <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, now, I think you already gave a lot of value, but let's go to your area of expertise, okay? And this is something I always ask people on my podcast. What are your daily habits? How do you structure your day? And yeah. You want me to give my, my full routine from start to finish? Uh, it's completely up to you. Just like uh, everyone says, like his most important habits. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so my, my three most important habits, which I do every day without exception, no matter what, for years. Uh, first one, meditation. Around, it doesn't have to be long, around 10 minutes. Second one, journaling. Also every day I do both, uh, still my daily stoic journal, but also my freestyle journal where, where I write down thoughts, where I write down gratitude, where I write down uh, what went well, all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. And third one, cold shower every day no matter what you know these these three things happen every day and then there's a couple of other things um like doing some mobility exercises stretching uh, is very important uh, as well and then uh, already the the business habits uh the business habits for me uh, are still writing because i still uh, produce a lot of written content on, on my blog and but then also you know being in touch with um, my clients, uh, asking them how they are and so on. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a big fan actually of breaking down business goals into tiny habits. It even can be, if, for example, everybody watching, if you're uh, also an entrepreneur that uh, has clients or, you know, if you're a service provider and so on, also use something like a daily reach out habit. Tell yourself, I'm gonna reach out to three to five potential new clients every day make it super easy to start and then you know you will see results actually like uh, i was telling that to uh, to a friend of mine who is uh, is owning an agency and he did that for the whole month of january for every day he reached out to five clients and he said to me after the month man killian it was the best idea ever to make a little habit out of that this january was the best month in his business ever so, you know, it's usually tiny results to focus on consistency and then you will get there uh, in the long run. And what do you have to say about people that, for example, let's take as an example, um, meditation, okay, which is one of the most common, let's say, habits. And many people, when they do meditation, you know, they just try meditation, they like meditation, they join the Headspace app. They do the seven days, then maybe they upgrade, they do 10 more days, and after 17 days, they just give up, they stop the habit. What would your advice be to the people that want to stick to a habit but don't have the discipline 
to stick to that habit? How can they be more consistent? How can they do more of what they want to do, but they don't really do? Mm -hmm. So first of all, I want to abolish a big misconception people have about discipline. So let's get that one straight. Discipline is not achieved by disciplining yourself to do something. Discipline is a byproduct of intelligently designed and implemented habits. That's it. You can use disciplining yourself as a tool. You're using willpower to make yourself do something. But if you need to make yourself uh, go to meditate, it's not sustainable. So if you stop meditating, that's a very good sign that you don't have the right systems in place that make it easy for you to stick to it. That's the most important point. Everybody knows, yeah, discipline is key, but they think they need to get to discipline by using willpower. And that is not at all helpful, not at all good. So ask yourself if you have problems with sticking to a habit, if it's meditation, am I forcing myself to do it? Am I only doing it because others told me? Do I know about the benefits? Am I making it easy to stick to it even if I don't want to do it? Is it very easy to do it? That is the most important part. So what do I mean by that is design your environment in a way that is easy for you to stick to meditation. You need to get triggered. You need to roll out of bed and suddenly there is like, you know, either some uh, sheet of paper which says, okay, second habit is meditation or, you know, you see that. Or what you can do as well is you have a specific place where you always meditate. You have a little cushion in the corner of your room. We say that's my meditation place and you directly see it when you wake up, you know. So look at how you can you make it easy for you. And then you, what you can do as well is implement something like um, uh, it's called temptation bundling. So what you do then is you associate a positive thing with the habit. For example, every time after you meditate, you get your favorite coffee or you drink your favorite tea. That means your brain associates meditation with the reward of all oh, nice taste of coffee. And it will start to crave meditating because it thinks then it only gets the coffee. So, you know, use some little hacks to stick to it. And then also in the long run, be aware especially with meditation, that you don't see the results immediately. It, it takes weeks, it takes months, it takes even years to see the results. And you have to do it regularly. It's this whole idea of the compound effect. You know, we humans, there's a great, great um, a graph that shows that. Our um, memory behaves that way. It starts off strong, but it falls off very quickly. The um, results of our habits behave the other way around. They start off slow, take a lot of time, and then at some point you get the results and they start to show. So the problem is you lost the idea what caused you to get to these big results. And that's the problem. You need to stick to it, even though you don't see results yet, in the good faith that at some point the results will show up. So remind yourself regularly, why are you doing it? Implement right systems that make it easy and then trust the process. Some golden value over here, man. That's a good one. 
And just to expand a little bit on the environmental, you know, design, um, for example, what I do every single day is having this bottle of water, my journal, and the book I want to read next to my bed. So the moment I wake up, you know, I don't even have to walk out of my bed. I just grab the water, drink the water, and I drank my water, you know, and that was like a huge problem of mine, not drinking water. Like that was something I realized after my three-day fast, you know, I wasn't eating and because I had to consume a lot of water, I was consuming water. But guess what? The next day, the moment I started eating again, I stopped drinking the water and that was crazy. I was like, oh damn, that's so true. And that was when I started putting those bottles everywhere, here, on my bed, on my office at work. So all the time I drink water because it is in front of me. Like the same with meditation, like you mentioned the cushion. Um, you can do with your books. You can do, for example, um, having things uh, on your walls. Like all these kind of things are super important, like making the process easier and easier because we are people of habits, but we also always choose the path of least resistance. So the easier it is, the more chances you have to be and stay consistent with something. So super, super nice value you just, Sarah. Thanks so much, man. Um, now, as I said before, you know I have my ways, so I have another surprise for you. <laughs> Magically, okay, this is my gift to you for being here on the podcast and the show. Uh, I want to offer you um, a time machine, okay? This is my gift for you, man. And I want you to enter inside this time machine and I want you to, tra to travel back in time and meet your younger self, okay? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to young Kilian? That, that's, that's interesting, and I thought about this a lot um, because, you know, I thought, yeah, I could give him so much advice and, you know, and tell him all the wisdom, but then I realized, you know, where I am now is only because my younger self had to go through all of these things and figure that out for himself, and I'm not sure if I would turn out to be here or even in a, in a, in a worse place maybe if I go there and tell him, you know, you should do this and that and this and that. Um, so I'm not sure about this, but what I definitely would tell him, chill out, man. Chill out. Like, it's going to be great. Chill out. Uh, like not in the sense of slack off and don't do your, don't do your things, uh, pursue your dreams, but rather in the sense of don't kind of freak out if you don't immediately find what you're looking for. You know, because when I when I realized this, that uh, this, you know, nine to five job working in a multinational company is not it. I was like, I felt totally lost. I felt like I have no idea where I should, what I should do now, you know. And this idea of like having this, this faith and this trust that eventually, like Steve Jobs says, the dots will connect. This, this I would definitely t yeah. tell my younger self, you know, Become aware of your strengths and weaknesses. Also get a good idea. It doesn't have to be perfect, but a good idea of what you want more or less out of life, what general direction you want to go to. Of course, nobody knows exactly what they want at a young age, but kind of a general idea. And then go into that idea and trust the process. Trust that in the end, it will turn out well. And then uh, I would probably add... Uh, be aware of what people you surround yourself with and what influences you let into your mind. Mm. And, you know, this is, this is, I think, a big one. 
Um, but other than that, I would let my younger self experience uh, life as it is. Let me ask you a thing here. Um, do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Yes or no? Uh, that's a very, very tricky question. And um, if you say, if you mean it in that way, that there is like some, some creature sitting somewhere and, you know, controlling stuff, then no. But if you see it in the stoic way that things happen for a reason for you to make the best out of it and to grow it and to see the obstacle, obstacle as the way and so on, then definitely yes. Then I would say Amor Fati, you know, love, <laughs> love your fate. Love whatever happens to you because it's meant that way. And then, yes, then I would agree. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> for sure. Uh, things are not happening to you. They're waiting. Things are happening for you, for you to learn, for you to grow. Okay. Um, okay, my last question basically is, what would your advice be to the people watching this podcast who are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners, people earlier on in the journey or people that are more established in their industry but in general what would your advice to those people be and i'm gonna take a story for my instagram but of course you know <laughs> so so what i would say to to these people is and i want to quote one of my favorite uh, writers james clear and he says it is you should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than the current results that you're getting. And I think this is super key because this is the reminder of make sure you have the right habits, the right systems in place, make sure you're trusting the process, you're putting in the work regularly, but don't freak out if the results are not yet showing. It's usually a matter of time, it's a matter of patience. And Yannis and I, we talked about this, we know usually where we need to go, we know what we need to do, but we need to be patient to not stop what, what has been working all along simply yeah. because we're not seeing the results yet. You know? So make sure right systems, right habits, right people, trust the process, be patient, and guys, you know, we will see results. <laughs> I love that. Cool, man. Um, yeah, I have no other question to, to ask you. I'm very happy for you being here. Um, now, for the people that are interested in what you do, what you say, and in general, they might want to ask you a question, what's the best way for them to reach out to you, learn more about you, etc., etc.? I would say check out my Instagram. It's my first name, last name, Kilian Market. Um, I'm pretty active there, putting a lot of uh, content out there. So just hit me up there. Or you can also send me a message and we get in touch and, you know, see each other on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Kilian, have no more questions. Uh, thank you so much for the value. Um, I really enjoyed this episode, mostly because we're very like-minded people and <laughs> yes. we love the, the, you know, similar things and Stoics, Amor Fatiman. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks a lot. I, um, guys, do check out Kilian's Instagram. He has great content over there. If you have any questions for us, make sure to leave them on the comments below and both Kilian and I will jump into and answer your questions. In the meantime, till next time, don't forget to Amor Fati, don't forget to have fun, don't forget to work on your dreams, don't forget to have patience, and don't forget to implement the right habits in your life. From Kilian and myself, have a good one. Bye, everybody. <laughs>